So yeah, so just a little positivity. Uh, go and and take a look in and get your feels and of some some good positive uh, happy thoughts after all of the uh-huh. bit of the dumpster fire we've had this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Hey, this is Nika Monfort, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And you're listening to the Snob OS Podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. Back for another week. Back for another week. Yeah, it's it's been a week. <laughs> you had a lot going on this week? Well, not super a lot. I just meaning primarily with all the... The stuff that happened, what, like the um, Sunday with Kobe, and then now we got the impeachment trials going. We got, like, hurricanes and tsunamis over in, like, Cuba and Jamaica. It's just like, what in the world? Mm -hmm. And why are we still, like, in January? Mm -hmm. This feels like the longest month ever. Uh I got that coronavirus where people in China can't come over here and... Like that cruise ship, they—they, they, I think it's like seven thousand people on Carnival. They won't let off because it's like somebody on the ship might have it. So it's just like they're quarantining people at all these airports and like disinfecting everything. I'm just like, what the world's going on? Yeah, like you said, it's been a a busy week. <laughs> Very busy, and not in the good way. Right. But other than the uh, the world's burning down around us, anything else going on with you this week? Uh, not really. Uh, just same old, same old. Uh, nothing special going on. I, I guess as far as the family is going, uh, finally ordered and uh, delivered my daughter's upcoming gift for her twelfth birthday. So mm-hmm. I finally found the phone that I wanted at the price that I wanted. So mm-hmm. I had to I had to piecemeal some stuff together. So I found a uh, phone uh, at one of my um, frequent refurbished reseller uh-huh. uh, websites and it came perfectly mint mm-hmm. but didn't come with a box no box no instructions no cables no charge uh-huh. no nothing so i mean this is her first phone and i didn't want to just be like here here go <laughs> right so i actually then had to separately go on ebay and of course you can find it on ebay you can find anything you want uh-huh. on ebay i found a box mm-hmm. with the right color with the right gig with all the ear, bo- ear, ear pods and the, the, the cable mm-hmm. and the outlet, all So organized. you had to stage it like it, you know, well, came. I, well, I mean, it, the box came with everything in it. All so you just need to pop the phone, the phone in. And I didn't have to rewind. I didn't have to recreate mm-hmm. the look. It's just I put the phone in there and then I give it. It's like a brand new phone. Mm-hmm. So, again, but the only difference is I had to separately get them together so uh so what about accessories she needs a cute purple case uh, and all I mean, that good stuff i'll uh let the family decide that they if they want to quote unquote go in on this <laughs> gift and let them buy the cute cases and all that stuff i found one but mm. i'm pretty sure she's gonna want something of her own and maybe she'll want to pick it out yeah so but i, I am going to put give her one or have the family you know this is what she wants. Well, mm-hmm. this is what we got. Mm-hmm. So if you want to piggy tail, uh, uh, jump on, on the bandwagon and get mm-hmm. something r- related, yeah. then you can get something like a case because I do want her to have a case from day one. Cause you trust it as careful as, and concerned and as organized she is. And you know, my, my oldest daughter, um, it's phone is a phone and <laughs> I ain't about to buy no phone. And then two days later it's cracked. I'm like, screens cracked, backs mm-hmm. cracked, everything's cracked. So we're going to definitely, uh, get a case on there day one. But again, like you said, she'll probably want something of her own, something different, something unique, you know, mm-hmm. cause that's how she rolls. Yeah. So she yep. wants her own thing. Well, so how about you? How's your, how's your week? Uh, not too bad. I was sick last week up through like the beginning of this week. So I was like by, well, by Tuesday I had like cabin fever. So I like, I went to work and then like every night this week I've been like going out to dinner or going to do something. Cause I was like, I've been stuck in the house. So I'm just happy to be feeling better and out and about work has seemed to 
to chill just a little bit because the big project that I was working on it, the, the go live date got pushed back two months. So that's great. So we have a little bit of breathing room. I'm trying to tell my team and people like, don't get comfortable with these uh, two months. We still have a lot of stuff to do. So let's uh, let's keep it moving. Oh, and with the app. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're almost. Yeah, we're almost almost there. We're waiting on um, something from uh, the payment solution folks that we're using. So that the developer can integrate that in, but she's pretty much done everything. So once we get the the API back from from the company that'll be doing the handling the payment services part, uh-huh. we'll be good to go. So we're thinking doing a soft launch um, around uh, around Valentine's Day. So okay. and, if, and do do a quick for those who may have some new oh, listeners yeah. out there. Let us know. Oh yeah, so I'm CTO. Yeah, I'm CTOing uh, a startup for um, uh, app for um, bridal um, hair and makeup. So it's essentially like a marketplace uh-huh. that links brides and um, you know artists, meaning uh-huh. makeup and hair folks, to kind of bring the two people, the two parties together, and so that they can have a you know, a uh, stylist that we confirm and know that they're good and they can do their job well, right. be fair and all that good stuff. So, yeah, so we're, it's been a long road. Um, right. Had a some lot pickups of, along the way. Right, right. But, um, you know, some developer issues, but we got a really good developer. So, um, you know, working, you know, pretty much almost the all girl team. Okay. Um, our, right. our investor, uh, our money person is a guy, but pretty much everybody else. Um, we're we're women over here trying to, you know, get this out and you know. Right, so I'm trying kinda, to find an exit package, man, because I'm trying to get off this corporate corporate uh, wheel. <laughs> trying to find an uh, exit from your job, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, so I can work the way I want to work. There you go. So think of it like a fiver for weddings. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I hate, I hate that when people do that, but. It fits. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, just so don't... people can get a visual, especially right. with something new. And we did, you know, um, our founder did the market research, and she hasn't found really anything like that in the marketplace now. So, um, so yeah, so we're getting there, almost mm-hmm. there. I'm, I'm feeling uh, pretty feeling confident. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling right. good. Things are starting to, to move in a positive direction. So, right. so yeah, so that's good. All right. Uh, yeah, and just, you know, school's back May 1st. It's graduation day. Oh, so you finally so, be done with that? So I'm just trying to, you know, I'm taking like the hardest class in the program for my specialty. So just trying to uh, to push through and, you know, hopefully make it out alive. All right. All right. <laughs> well, definitely keep us updated with the launch of the yeah, app so we can do. get you some publication there. Get you some free yeah, pub and, yeah. you know, let us know how things go in school. Yeah. All right. So let's hop into... The show this week. So let's start um, with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. So um, we have an article from Forbes that says that the um, digital crown on the Apple Watch could be going away. What's going on with that? Well, of course, there are these. Rumors. Well, not necessarily rumors. Um, there are journalists who have scooped you know, uh, Apple products, Apple designs, Apple redesigns by mm-hmm. watching patent, um, patent application and submissions. Mm-hmm. So anytime a company wants to develop something, they want to, whatever the case may be, they have to submit a patent mm-hmm. and that stuff is public knowledge, right. uh, public information. So these journalists are on it. So that's how they scoop a lot of these products. So, uh, somebody was scooping, scoping Apple, submitting a patent and it looks like Apple has submitted a patent. Um, and I'll just read it from the story in Forbes, uh, patent number, blah, 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 is something dealing with watch with optical sensor for user input. And I'll read the actual quote from the patent. A watch can include a user input component that employs an optical sensor to receive input from a user. The input components provide an ability for a user to interact with the watch in a manner similar to how a user would interact with a crown that is rotatable and or translatable. So that sounds like a whole bunch of nothing. But if you go in the story and actually look at the images, the, the patent images, mm-hmm. it looks like they have 
remove the actual physical digital crown that you scroll up and down and they put like a sensor on it mm-hmm. to where you can take your finger and just move it on the side mm-hmm. up and down and it'll you know um not fake what's the word it'll um copy the function of the digital crown yeah based on the schematic it looked like now schematic what we, is the word i was thinking of <laughs> what the um the way the crown kind of sticks out now it looks like it's pretty much embedded in the outer exterior mm-hmm. so it looks like where the crown is now where it kind of sticks out it'll just be flush right with the what do you call this the, the optical the, sensor yeah and, and you'll just use your finger right. how essentially touch how you input. use the crown right but it'll be like embedded on the side right. so it'd be touch input similar to like how you can use the home button on an iphone and you actually put your finger on top of it and do the um the thumbprint mm-hmm. well you'll actually with the digital crown you'll probably shoot you may be able to put your thumbprint on that too mm-hmm. but in addition to that you'll be able to slide your finger up and down and it'll scroll up and scroll down mm-hmm. kind of like what the digital crown does so yeah. we'll definitely see um what that looks like um i think it's a possibility simply because apple probably needs to do something fresh with the apple watch because mm-hmm. the um, past couple of revisions with the exception of the last one that just added a bigger um, face mm-hmm. kind of has the same design yeah so you know they're kind of I would assume that you know to keep people buying them you know they got to keep innovating but I think a lot of people well not a lot of people there are some people who kind of like the idea of the digital crown because mm-hmm. it's it kind of uh, encapsulates what the Apple watch is about mm-hmm. and because Apple made such a which not surprising when they release the digital crown. Oh, this new digital crown is going to revolutionize. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they talk all this stuff up like it's the greatest thing since sliced yeah. bread until they replace it. Yeah. <laughs> all the while knowing um, we got a couple of uh, revisions down. We got some completely different. Right. But I think because the Apple Watch, no, there really isn't any competition for it. I think they're trying to stay ahead of the pace to keep people interested. And then Apple also is going more for the sleeker right. look. So a lot of things are now like more flush mm-hmm. with the the frame. So I get it. It it seems in line with, you know, what they're doing with some of the other devices. You know, now we have like the iPad Pro that doesn't really have um, really anything that really sticks out you know you have the volume and stuff on the side and i'm wondering you know if something similar will be coming when they do because there has to be a new uh an updated ipad pro because we've had this one now this is going the second year and they Mm -hmm. haven't updated it so they're gonna have to do something i think to um refresh the the ipad pro so maybe they'll follow some of the similar you know thing how you have the volume controls on the side you may be able to you know, scroll your finger yeah, screw up. to take the volume right. up and down, that kind of thing. So right. this could be, you know, just a peek into where Apple is going with, you know, the devices that they have coming up now. So, yep. yep. So it looks like it's something. So we'll see when the, we'll see if it comes out the first half of the year or if it'll be a second half of the year release. So, right. Yep. But if they already have the patent for it, I would think. Well, maybe, they just submitted it you yeah. know, they, and they submit stuff all the time. Yeah. So that's where. Who knows if this will ever come out? You right. know, um, Apple probably submits things just so they can put their stake on it. Mm-hmm. So in case they decide to do it, well, in case somebody else decides to do mm-hmm. it, they say, "Look, we already submitted a patent for this, yeah. so you can do try it. something else." So basically, blocking. Yeah, exactly. And, and probably also to kind of throw people off their scent because they know people watch. I think Apple would be that petty right. and be like, "You I know what? Just submit a bunch of random, just stuff. a random stuff um, that make no sense." Right. And people and have people, you know, chasing a red hair and essentially. Right. So, yeah. So that should be interesting mm-hmm. to see what they do with that. Okay. So next up, um, maps. Oh, maps. I don't know why <laughs> y'all give it such grief. Because so, it tried to put me in a ditch a couple times. Oh, yeah, well, I guess that. But <laughs> I guess, well, then maybe they will win your favor back a little bit because they have just recently re- elite, uh, released for the United States users redesigned a map service across the United States, giving users more accurate navigation and comprehensive views of roads, buildings, malls, and more. So of course, Google maps and Waze, which is what everybody uses 
you know, because when Apple Maps just came out, it had some some its own little quirks, mm-hmm. and people said, you know what, I'm sticking with Google Maps and Waze and never going back. So mm-hmm. Apple is steady trying to win users back. They trying to win me back because I go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so again, like I said, they're trying to be more accurate. Um, uh, some of the additional things, uh, Apple Maps added new features. Of course, already offered by Google Maps, you can save locations quickly under favorite and use interactive street view, which Apple dubbed look around, which is Google's version of street view. So they're, you know, they're trying to catch up with Google Maps, but at the same time, um, offer that special native built in functionality that comes in handy because when you're clicking on an address or you're uh, clicking on something from your calendar or Mm -hmm. something, it, it is a step faster to use the native app versus having to jump out to a, a third party app. So, you know, Apple's trying to recognize that. And of course they're trying not to take that for granted anymore by actually putting some juice actually into Apple maps. So that was just recently released. So definitely download it. Let us know what you think. Yeah. And definitely I, I in the article that we're reading from CNN, it looks like um, they're trying to get in good with, you know, some of the Super Bowl crowd folks. So, um, before I'm um, reading for the article, before the Super Bowl, Miami is getting a real time transit feature, okay. which shows locations of buses and trains alongside arrival and departure times. So it looks like they're trying to get in on some of the Super Bowl hype and say, and try and bring in this new updated maps with this big event to say, hey, we got this new function of, uh, and, and features. Try it out while you're all down in Miami because, you know, you're, you have a lot of people coming in from out of town, different places. So use our app uh-huh. and see how it works. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, a lot of people in Miami getting uh, directions into the beach, not just to the beach. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's slide on over to uh some apple rumors and uh this oh, is boy. this is something that you know i'm like hey you when keep, i saw you keep this, trying it you keep trying it yeah because this is the second place i saw i didn't even see it on business insider i saw it on twitter from an article um from a website on twitter so apple um had originally uh the title of the article is apple killed its plan to launch highly anticipated iPhone accessories last year, but one of the most accurate analysts says a similar product may be on the way. So many of you know that I was a huge fan of the um, Apple Power Mat, which is the wireless power mat where you can charge um, iPhone, a watch, and your um, AirPods on this mat all at the same time. But, you know, typically you have to kind of put it in a specific order. You can just put them on this mat, mm-hmm. anywhere on the mat, and it will charge them. Multiple devices. Multiple so devices. your phone and your yeah. Apple Watch and your AirPods. Right. All at the same time. Well, this was announced two years ago. Nothing. Then nothing. Nothing. All of a sudden, yeah, it's going away. It's, it's, it's dead. Apple put it on their website. It's killed. We're not talking about it anymore. It's going all away. But... New rumors are abound that the the Apple is working on a a different version, a smaller version. So instead of the big pad that we've all we saw the image for, it was on some it was on the website, it was on some boxes. So it looks like now that they may be coming out with a similar device, not as large, but um, smaller. There aren't a lot of details um, around what it will look like as far as dimensions. But all they're saying is that it is going to be a wireless charger, a wireless thing. charger, just smaller than what we originally saw. Right. So instead of it being a pad that can charge multiple things, it may be. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Instead of a mat that charges multiple things, it may just be one of those circular charging pads that can just charge your phone, for example. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Anchor's got one, Belkin's got one. All these different companies have a smaller singular use device that you can plop your, you know, your iPhone down on and just charge that alone. Mm-hmm. So maybe Apple's like, okay, well, we had big dreams, we had big hopes, but let's scale it back a little mm-hmm. bit and test and try it out with, with maybe a smaller version. Yeah. And then once we figure out the technology and we get the bugs out, then we'll expand it to two devices mm-hmm. and then they'll get back, maybe eventually get back to the Air Power Mat to where it can charge all of your 
portable Apple devices at the same time. Yep. I mm, will see. I ain't going to lose my breath. I ain't going to lose no sleep, but uh, no. we'll see. I see uh-huh. it as a positive, and I see another one of my predictions coming true. All right. Keep so, speaking into existence. Yes, I'm holding on to it, even though it will be, you know, a slight letdown because the thought of just charging all my things at one time, just putting them on this thing and going on about my business. But, you know, they realized that it wasn't quite what they were expecting it. So they're, you know, they... Brought it back in. They're re... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Rejiggered. <laughs> <laughs> They're reconfiguring, retooled. retooled, you know, a way, you know, that they can get, you know, the air pad out and, you know, get, you know, people used to that. So it'll be a native Apple branded, right. you know, wireless charging device. Right. And then, you know, expand from there. But we'll see. And we'll see if it comes in the... First half of the year or the second half? Or, this- it's, or it'll probably come out by the time my second daughter is old enough to get a phone. She's only nine now. so <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's... So, based on this rumor, it's they're thinking the first half of 2020. So, when's the... Is it April? Where they do the first half? I know September is a late... Third quarter? No. Uh, September? No, I'm talking about the first half. What's the early one? When they do the early announcement? Oh, March. It's March? Yeah. So, yeah. So, we'll see. And that would be happy birthday to me. Yeah. So, we'll see. Terrence doesn't sound too nope. uh, optimistic. Nope. I'm super nope. optimistic. So, it may fall somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's hop on over. We talked about Super Bowl a little bit um, before um, with the Apple Maps. But it looks like um, Apple is firmly entrenched in the Super Bowl this year. So, um we're reading from Colton Mac, J-Lo's Super Bowl halftime show is coming to Apple Music as a, quote, Beyonce-created <laughs> visual album. <laughs> so you had to put that in there. I did. Uh, <laughs> so it looks like you've got J-Lo and Shakira. You have Demi Lovato doing the national anthem and Yolanda Adams. I don't know if they're going to do something America together. Music. Oh, okay. No, you know they don't do two songs. On national anthem. Yeah, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. All right, and, and I heard DJ Khaled is going to be at the Super Bowl. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. He's Mr. Mike. Right, so they're doing bringing some local local talent to the Super Bowl. All that to say, don't be surprised if all of their sets, all of their music comes into some sort of visual album mm-hmm. for Apple Music. It doesn't say if it's for well it does say it's Apple Music, so you have to subscribe in order to get it. I guess I was looking to see if it was going to be like an iTunes thing to where you can purchase this album or is it just for people who have subscribed to streaming. They it's don't probably, they're probably just doing an Apple Music to get people yeah. more people to come onto the Apple Music bandwagon. Yeah. So if you are interested in this Super Bowl halftime show, which I can't say that I will, to Me be either. perfectly honest. Now if Jennifer Lopez wants to be on the red carpet, sure, I'll look at the pretty pictures. A romantic comedy, girl, I am there. You like her in the romantic comedies? Monster-in-law, I love. That's like one of my favorite movies of hers because it's really, I love Jane Fonda. Plus, I mean, she was Selena, so. Okay. Selena's not a romantic comedy, but she got me with Selena and Monster-in-law. All the other ones, yeah, kind of maybe, but those are my two J-Lo, but I'm not a huge J-Lo fan. We'll see what, quote-unquote, Jenny on the block Has for the Super Bowl show. Well, she's being dragged on Twitter right now. Is she? Yeah, because she's she's appropriating. You know how um, uh, Kashawn Thomas came up with the Black Girl Magic, uh-huh. so now she's doing Bronx Girl Magic, and she has T-shirts. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> so come here on. again, appropriating some more Black culture. So, so yes, yeah, right now, and as maybe, today, she's being so, dragged so on the maybe, timeline. Maybe she's not. Purposely appropriating black culture. Really? Maybe is she? Maybe her team or whomever is just not that creative. So you just attach yourself to anything that is creative, which so happens to be something created specifically for 
African Americans. So not necessarily appropriation, but it's just, uh, it's just borrowing. Yeah, you just inspired by. You just you you just hooking on to whatever is popular. Yeah. Which, but conversely, uh, to the well, to the contrary of my statement, people have for a long time said Jennifer Lopez kind of. Oh, she told that line between I'm just good Jennifer Lopez to, like I said before, Jenny on the block. So it's like, because you remember, she was was definitely firmly in the hip hop scene Mm, when she was with Puffy. uh Then she got arrested. Uh Then she was like, you know what? I don't want to be with the blacks too much. So Marsh, let me slide back (laughs) over to my folks. Right. (laughs) So now she, this is, this is some people saying she's trying to come back. Well, I don't know if she, I don't think people are saying she's trying to come back. I think people are saying she's taking something that was created for a specific purpose of, uh-huh. you know, uplifting black women because, right. you know, right. we are the most disrespected people in society, all that good stuff. And so now just to kind of come out with the whole, you know, line of like the t shirt and Bronx girl the magic. whole. And it's, it's got the same, what, the same letters B- Bronx girl magic. Oh, my God. Yeah. Come so on. yeah, so she's been dragged all day on on uh, on Twitter today. Somebody, you just just it's just not a good look Mm-mm. to even try. Mm-mm. Even if, even if it's like I said, even if it was just even if it's harmless, even which if I don't it's think harmless, it is. It's just like you can, in this day and age, for good or bad, people are going to have something to say. So maybe it's like you know what, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But at then, the same time, it's just like. You What's can't. the word I'm looking for? Um, where you uh, self aware? No, oh, people um, just have some self awareness. Right. Be aware of what's going no, on, no, and no. it's no way you can't say you didn't know what Black Girl Magic is because it's been out there for a few years now, and it's everywhere. Come but yeah, on. she posted a picture on Twitter today um, with on. the hat with the hashtag uh, Bronx Girl it. Magic, and on the T-shirt it had Bronx Girl Magic. So yeah. Jeez. Why? Why would you even <laughs> test that? Don't even just leave some things you just just leave alone. Yeah, and she's been dragged up and down the timeline today. Well, we'll, we'll see how it I think translates. Yeah, I think it's stopped now. But they were going in, of course, as uh, Black Twitter can do. But yeah, you know, good or bad. I mean, you know, people like I said before, people have a platform now. Yeah, so people are going to. Anything they disagree with, anything they have a, uh, they, people have a platform. They, good or, every, every, good or bad. social good media or has bad. given everybody um, a platform, and it's nothing for a quote unquote, I won't say nobody, but someone who's not a celebrity or in the public arena or an influencer can go viral and rack up millions of views and likes and it be a thing. Or just have influence, yeah. which people didn't have. That was only, it was only for selective people. Now, anybody with a voice. Again, good or bad, mm-hmm. you know, in this case, you know, you can't something that was birthed out of a need. Mm-hmm. You you shouldn't just. And you can't say you didn't know. You can't right. say you weren't come aware on. or how it would come, come across. On. But yeah, same, you, you know, initial same. Yeah. Bless yeah. her heart. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I think that's it for the lowdown this week. Yep. So let's slide on over to Second String where we talk all other tech. So I I put this article in there because I was just, as I was thinking, I was about to order a ring, even though I had already, you know, known about, you know, how ring can surveil the neighborhood and people were talking about. And they share their information. Yeah, they share their information. Yeah. Uh And all that kind of good stuff. But I mean, me being me, I was like, one of my neighbors like rang my doorbell for something and I didn't want to go downstairs and look. And I was like, man, it would be nice to have a ring so I could see who it is. Cause don't show up to my house uh-huh. unannounced and ring my doorbell. But it was one of our neighbors who wanted to ask a question, Right. but, um, I didn't go down. Cause I was like, I have to go down two flights of stairs and I'm not doing that right now. Cause I'm tired. But all that to say, um, ring doorbell, the ring doorbell app. I mean, a lot of people have rings. It's uh-huh. really popular. Now, um, this article has come out, um, that says that the app has all of these third-party tracking apps 
built in. And I'm not sure if people realize it, but what it's doing is it's sending out a lot of PII data. PII data is your personal identifiable information. Name, in some cases, social security number, phone number, address, anything that can identify you as an individual person. Versus just anonymous data. Right. So it's tied back to a person and we know... You, you guys, we harp on it a lot, mm-hmm. the protection of data. But what this is doing is that it's the, the software is built into the app. And it's not just one app. It's not just two apps. It's multiple third-party apps that are tracking the movements and, and sending it out. Is it being sold somewhere or, you know, how is this being handled? But it's saying um, in the article from... EFF. Yeah, Electronic Frontier Foundation. So it sounds like they are a group or an organization. Probably a consumer advocacy. That specifically looks for technology, whatever, that Mm -hmm. can be uh, harmful or just is giving up information that could prove to be problematic for users. Right. So it's saying four main analytics and marketing companies were discovered to be receiving. So four... Analytics and marketing companies are getting this type of information. Your private IP address, Uh name, mobile network carrier, Uh persistent identifiers, and sensor data. So you're paying for this this app. I mean, you're paying for, you know, this device. And these four, and it says main, so I'm assuming the primary people who do analytics or marketing are getting all this information. It's bad enough that they're getting your name, but they're getting your private IP address. Right. That causes me a lot of concern. Yeah. So one of the companies I'll read directly from the link or for the story that we'll put in show notes, Ring gives Mixpanel the most information by far. Users' full names, email address, device information such as OS version and model where the Bluetooth is enabled and app settings such as the number of locations a user has Ring devices installed in are all collected and reported to Mixpanel. Mixpanel is briefly mentioned in Ring's list of third-party services, but the extent of their data collection is not. None of the other trackers listed in this post are mentioned at all on this page. So in addition to Mixpanel, you've got Facebook.com, uh, mm. Branch IO, AppsFire.com, and Mixpanel. So those are like the four glaring uh, companies that this PII information is getting delivered to. Again, like I said, Facebook. <laughs> they, they <laughs> we stay don't have that. Facebook works with data. Uh-huh. So again, I guess you have to be careful. Just Or at the very least, why can't they just let you know this is what we're going to do with your data? Opt in or opt out. Right. If you say yes, then it's on you. Right. But if they are like what this story sounds like they're doing is they're not being, they're not disclosing mm-hmm. what they're doing with your data. They're not disclosing what who these all companies, com- who all's getting it, what they're getting yeah. is like, it's, it's and all how they'll even be using it. Right. They, they'll just put this blanket end user license agreement that says this, you, some of your data may be shared with third party developers to help provide an experience that mm-hmm. we are pro- that we are promoting mm-hmm. but that's acceptable and most people accept that but there's us this company saying we're going to help you create a dope experience versus we're going to give your name your email address your device information, information to third-party developers and we're not sure what they're going to do with it. That's, uh-huh. a, <laughs> that's a whole... We're just giving it to them. That's a whole other thing, you know. Yeah, and looking at the screenshots of, you know, what they're sending, it's like wild, you know. It's it's some pretty sensitive stuff. Right. So, you just got to be careful out there. Yeah, just be mindful and, you know, that's why we kind of bring up these types of things. So, if you do have this uh, type of device, you know, you may want to look into seeing what you can do to make sure that your your information is covered. But the fact that this has come out and that it's now in the news, I probably sense uh, Ring is going to do something to to um mm-hmm. to try and and fix this because I know the I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but the uh, family 
whose ring they had a ring in their bedroom mm-hmm. i think we did talk about it mm-hmm. they had a ring in the bedroom um just to keep an eye on their kids and someone some man hacked into it and he was talking mm-hmm. to a little girl mm-hmm. so now that family is suing ring mm-hmm. which they should because i mean it is a breach so you know that compiled with this it you know they it's have to do look. something yeah. no and you know it's all about the pr game and making sure that investors are happy customers are happy and, you know, trying to remove any type type of, you know. But, I mean, is it too late? Because we love our devices. You know, my house is full of Amazon Echoes that are always listening. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have a doorbell cam, but I plan on getting one. I'm probably not going to get the ring. But <laughs> right. I'm, I was <laughs> looking at another one, you know, a couple of different other ones. So, but now, you know, it's like, all right, well, what, what information are you take collecting? Right. What information is almost like, you know, to me, being a techie. You know, I can be somewhat aware, somewhat concerned, somewhat knowledgeable enough to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. But I mean, people love their ring doorbells. I mean, you see a commercial. And people love their convenience. Right. And you see them commercials all the time. And it's like heartwarming to where ring specifically has a commercial out where they show you like little clips of all the positive things that have happened from, during the holidays. They uh, show where the people left out snacks for all the delivery uh, people doing their stuff. Oh, isn't that sweet? Right. We can see. And but, I mean, that's a big draw, but at yeah. the same time, it's like, are we already past the point to where companies will finally start to do right by our data? I mean, are we already past that point? I mean, if what is what I think, in my opinion, what subsidize is not the right word, but to use ring, for example, let's just say if they were to pull back all of this information that they're giving to these third party developers, say, you know, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Does that change the experience of the product in the first place to where people stop buying it because it's, it lacks features that I don't know what these features do, but at the same time, there has to be a reason outside of just well, maybe there is no reason outside of just subsidizing yeah. the cost subsidizing of the, the cost, and that's probably what it is. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, we'll give you the, we'll give these big, these four main people, you know, access to this data. So how can that offset our cost? They're going to pay us to get this data. So how much are they really saving? I would assume they're probably saving a significant amount of money, you know, or getting some sort of return on this to to just be this blatant, yeah. you know, with handing out this type of data without. You know, so much as a as a whisper to say, hey, we're doing this. At the very least, they just need to be more explicit and disclose what they're doing. And and, even more transparent what they're doing with people's data. And give people the option to opt in or opt out. If they opt out, then, you know, it is what it is. But Mm -hmm. if they do opt in, then you at the very least, like you said, with the lawsuit, you know, you at the at the least, they alleviate the responsibility on Mm -hmm. them. If we clearly said this is what we're doing with your data. You chose to opt in. We can't help you after that. Right. That was a personal decision to opt in, to have your data sent. So now you need to deal with whatever repercussions that could possibly come with. Mm-hmm. So. And do, do, But I guess the question is, again, do people care? For the most, honestly, for the most part, I don't think people care. I think they like, they, they care for their convenience more mm-hmm. than anything. But, you know, if you, you know, get enough complaints or, right. you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So if enough people talk about it and, you know, it gets some bad press, then, you Maybe. know, people may do something about it. But I think for the most part, people are happy with their convenience of their devices, which is unfortunate because I think in the long term, I think it's going to cause some, some larger issues down the road. Right. But, all right. We'll see. And this next article is right up your alley. You want to talk about it? Well, yeah. So uh, I cut the cord maybe about a year or two ago. And the first streaming service that I replaced my cable bill with is Sony's PlayStation View. And for those who don't know, PlayStation View was a streaming TV service that provided live television from your Local stations like ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, you know, and ESPN, you know, kind of like all of your entry-level, super basic uh, package that you would get with your cable provider. You Mm -hmm. know, you get Cartoon Network, you get Disney, Nickelodeon, ABC News, you know, CNN, Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. And you don't have to pay for a cable bill. So that was my first uh, option that I chose to provide that information because I wanted to channel surf. Mm-hmm. I want to just go to my TV guide, 
flip down the channels, record some stuff if I want to. And then, you know, because my kids, you know, they are used yeah. to watching TV the old school way. Mm-hmm. Different platform, different functions, but the same outcome, right? So that's why I like PlayStation View. Now you've got things like Hulu is doing live TV. You got uh, Google TV or is it Google TV? Mm-hmm. YouTube TV, which is what we use now. Now I switched from PlayStation View to Google TV because PlayStation View kept ever so slightly raising their prices by $5, by $5, by $5. And I was like, all right, I see what y'all doing. Let me switch off. But it looks like the reason why they were raising their prices is because they could not hang with all of these different streaming services to where now, I think as of yesterday, no, today, today's January 30th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As of today, Sony PlayStation View, one of the first services to offer streaming live TV over the internet is shutting down today. The service launched in March 2015, offering live and on-demand content for more than 85 channels, including many local broadcast stations to select U.S. markets. Over the years, View expanded across the U.S. and added more channels, but failed to catch on with a broader audience. And probably the reason why is because they named it Sony PlayStation View, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people thought, well, I got to have a PlayStation in order to take advantage of it. You didn't. Branding. Right. You, I use my Apple TV to sign in the Sony PlayStation View. But in addition to the name, which probably confused a lot of people, they took too long to get on to other devices like Amazon Fire, like the Google Chromecast or Roku. So they was on Apple TV. But what about all the people who don't rock with Apple like that? It took them too long to get to those other platforms. And by that time, like I said, in addition to raising the prices, which is why I switched, mm. you know, you had other other people out there like Hulu, like uh, YouTube TV that were on all your devices. Mm-hmm. So you add that up with the terrible naming and the branding, add that up with the prices steady climbing, add that up with the the inability to be on different platforms. L after L after L. Uh, they took yeah, and finally mm-hmm. they decided to, as of today, no more Sony PlayStation View. So we'll see. If they try to maybe rebrand as something else that's, again, like you mentioned, not related so heavily on PlayStation. Because, mm-hmm. again, you hear it. And you uh, think it's something for PlayStation. That right. doesn't apply to me because, because I don't have one. Because I would tell people, they would say, well, what are you using for internet? I mean, for TV. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Sony PlayStation Views? Oh, you got to have a PlayStation for that? I was like, no. <laughs> I, yeah. That was the first question. So. Uh, th- that didn't help them at all. So if, any folks out there who are using PlayStation View that understand my voice after tomorrow, you have to pick something else. So was it was it a good service at least? Yeah, it was a good okay. service. I mean, you know, it, it so it could come back if they rebrand it. It's it's a good enough service that people would. It, it was decent. Use it. it was decent enough to get the job done because especially. If you don't watch TV that often, but you mm-hmm. want to have access to like local channels mm-hmm. and then like ESPN for like the Super Bowl, for example, and CNN for the impeachment trials, for example, mm-hmm. you had a quick access. You didn't have to jump through all these different apps, which is what I don't like. Right. It's like between Netflix, that's an, that's an app. Mm-hmm. Disney, that's an app. Hulu, that's an app. Mm-hmm. You know, YouTube, that's an app. ESPN you know, Plus, that's an app. CBS, all of them are all these different apps where PlayStation View, it was just one app and you could get to CNN, ESPN, ABC, all the local channels. Yeah, they should just call it View. Right. Or just, something. I guess they felt that they had to, they wanted the cachet of Sony PlayStation, but oh, obviously that backfired. They the brand recognition. Yeah, obviously that backfired. So. Bless their hearts. So again, they try. Like, like, like I say, you had to pick something else if you're using PlayStation View. Yep. Mm-hmm. Poor things. So the last article we're going to talk about for wait, is this the last article? We're talking about? Or do we have yep, that's it for uh, second string. Okay. Um, yeah. So I wanted to include this because I know we've talked about um, how Apple has pretty much had a, a stronghold on the smartphone uh, game. It looks like, how do you all, I never forget. Remember Huawei. Huawei? Yeah. I'm horrible with language. <laughs> Huawei has now surpassed Apple to become the second largest smartphone vendor mm-hmm. in 2019. And apparently they had some sanctions, but that still didn't stop them from leapfrogging um, Apple to the, to the number two slot. Well, China... 
is Huawei is built in China. Yeah. China has a whole lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They do. So yeah, so it said, yeah, that's what it says. China accounts for over sixty percent <laughs> of the total Huawei smartphone shipments. Uh-huh. So yeah, so I mean, you got a billion people, you know, over there. So yeah, I can see where that would, you know, actually happen. But apparently, they had some sanctions against them. So that makes right. honestly the leap even stronger. That even though they had these sanctions where they lost money or had to pay out money, they were still able to to leapfrog um, Apple for the number to spot Uh um so yeah so now it's samsung huawei and apple in the top three Uh um it looks like they didn't leapfrog them by just a little bit just Just a little bit bit, but a little bit it's still a number so they still did did pop over them so um yeah so i just wanted to include that this week um, to show what you know, what we've been talking about with Apple is that their smartphone market isn't their gold, you know, isn't their go-to money maker so much anymore. So it, it kind of leads to the to the reason why Apple has joined, gotten into all these additional ventures mm-hmm. um, to try and make money. And they're trying; they've been trying, trying, trying to get into China. They've been trying, trying, trying to get into India because mm-hmm. India's got a major population too so slowly but surely they're trying to get in there but you know um apple's phones are expensive and huawei and samsung and some of these other ones on this list super cheap phones and a lot of people just need what text messaging and access to the internet especially especially in china you know because the government leans control everything you know so they they can't get much even their internet is their internet is not even the real internet it's a scaled down Mm -hmm. internet so 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 they don't necessarily need all the bells and and whistles exactly so you know huawei can put out a bunch of cheap phones and people gobble them up and they send their text messages and they can make their purchases and they can figure out how to get around the government's government (laughs) lockdown (laughs) and that's that's all they need right (laughs) right so so i just wanted to, to pop that in there as a as an FYI that, you know, the tides are, are definitely... Apple's got some work to do. Yeah, they got some ground to make up now for that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we'll see how that helps with the iPhone 12 or whatever they're going to call it. Or if it, you know, does anything to, to, help their, uh, to help their bottom line. Because I think I mentioned last week that, you know, they're going to have to really do something to for the iPhone to make it, you know, I won't say relevant, but make it the the top go-to, you know, smart device. Right. Because and, it's been and pretty to keep the numbers up. Yeah. And to keep the numbers yeah. up because like we mentioned, I don't know, you know, a year ago, so that people are not buying phones every single year now. People are buying the phone and they're holding on to it for a year or two years or maybe yeah. even longer because, you know, like I said, right now the iPhone 7, uh, iPhone 6S still can get the latest operating system. Yeah. Uh, so that's like, what four or five generations back yeah you know and they get them regularly you know yeah. that's the big draw to apple is as a every time a new one comes out you have to get it right versus you know android you know you google may put out an android update and you got to wait on the carriers and you got to wait on the manufacturer of the mm-hmm. device and it's the whole thing you know versus apple you get it immediately but if i'm getting the the the, the new hotness every time it comes out mm-hmm. you know as far as the operating system do I necessarily need to get a new phone? Right. You know. Yeah. All right. So that's it for second string this week. So let's slide over to for the culture. Um, to start off, this a little bit somber. Um, I'm not sure uh, how you found out, Terrence, but I was on Twitter um, Sunday um, afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. And I started seeing like people tweet, you know, that uh, Kobe Bryant had been killed in a helicopter crash. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like... Well, people just leave people alone. He was just on the news last night because uh-huh. LeBron had passed him for, you know, uh, points. As, I think he's now the th- is it third or fourth points leader. I think he's fourth. Uh, yeah. I think he moved up to fourth. LeBron moved up to fourth. So in, in any event, he leapfrogged um, Kobe to be the, the next up uh, in points. Uh-huh. And so I was like, whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. And so then the news started to trickle in. TMZ broke it. And um, unfortunately, um, Kobe Bryant uh, passed away in a helicopter crash along with his second oldest daughter, Mm -hmm. um, Gigi. Um, And initially it was said it was five people, but it ultimately turned out to be nine people. So it was Kobe and his daughter, 
um, two of her teammates and two parent, three parents, uh, uh-huh. um, a coach, and um, the helicopter pilot. So uh-huh. all nine of them perished um, not soon after they they left. Um, you know the the helipad or whatever you call it, um, heading to a basketball game where um, Mamba Academy, which is Kobe Bryant's um, basketball academy, they were headed um, out there to a game. Apparently, he takes a, a helicopter quite often, and the purpose of him doing the helicopter is so that he could be there to take the kids to school, pick them up, so he could travel back and forth, you know, and still be able to be um, active and pick his girls up from school and, and be involved in their activity. So it was just really... Um, a, a tragic situation that, you know, nine people lost their lives. Three, four families, you know, one family was a mom, a dad, and a daughter, and they have two o- older kids. Uh-huh. So pretty much, you know, over half their family, you know, a mom and another daughter, a coach who had three kids and a husband. And, you know, it's just, it was just a really, you know, tragic um, line of events. And it's just been the outpouring, you know, of love and support from from him, you know, not only as a player, but, you know, as he retired, he had gotten into, you know, different streams. He won an Oscar for his um, animated short. And, you know, he was really just, you know, out here, you know, trying to to have a, a second act, which he was, you know, succeeding at. And I just wanted to bring it up because I've been myself a Lakers fan since um, I was a little girl my during Showtime era. My dad's a huge Laker fan, and he, you know, got me into Lakers. That's why I'm a Laker fan. So it just really um, was, a, you know, a sad turn of events. You know, anytime you know something like this happens and you have kids involved, and for me, I think it it really kind of struck me because you know Kobe's our age. He was born the same year. You know, we were born and. Uh-huh. You know, graduated high school. When we graduated high school, we went to college. He went to the NBA. That kind of thing. But the whole, you know, it's just, it's just really, really sad. You know, the 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 events that led up to this. So yeah, um, probably what was, um, I guess, most troubling for me was again he was trying to be more involved in his kid's life, which mm-hmm. is the reason why he had the helicopter and was using it to transport it, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. which. I mean, had it not been for that, then maybe he would still be around. Who knows what fate and how things work? You know, if, you know, God was involved or whatever the case may be, you know, you're trying to do the right thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and then something like this happens. Right. That's that's number one. Number two, as a dad, you know, he had his daughter with him and Mm -hmm. his daughter passed away as well. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine being in a situation like that with my one of my kids and them looking at me to say hey what are we going to do and in the back of my mind you know i can't can't help you know as a dad you know you want to be able to protect your kids you know you want your kids to look at look up to you and say look uh when i need you i need you to be there i need you to protect me and in this situation i can't think i don't know how i would respond you know I don't know if I would try and I don't know. I don't know if, you know, how would I react in a situation that is helpless because, you know, in a helicopter crash and a plane crash, you know, uh, more people die in car crashes. They do in plane crashes. Mm -hmm. But that extra added fear is when a plane or helicopter is going down, it's almost guaranteed it's not going to end well. Right. So being in that situation where it's turbulence or or it worse. was fog, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I would react, how I would feel in that split second. Being a trying to be responsible when I know that I can't be there. You yeah, know? And, there, and I was reading today that they were saying that it was a full minute before it actually crashed. So, mm-hmm. you know, looking at some of the reports of whatever they were saying that the pilot said he was trying to get above the clouds, mm-hmm. above the fog. And that's when he crashed into the whatever, the mountain or whatever it was. So then you're thinking you're that high up and you crash into it and you still have to come down. Right. So during that time frame, you know, that yeah, you was... You don't have time to text nobody. Yeah, there's or, nothing you could really do right. other than try and comfort each other, you know, because the inevitable, unfortunately, yeah. is coming. So, I mean, it's just really, you know, a real, you know, tragic situation and people have really... You know, pulled together. One of the things that I 
you know, was a little annoyed by is that they kept shoving microphones in all these players and coaches' faces the Sunday that it happened. Right. And you could see that these players who play with him or, you know, were inspired by him, they're on the court getting ready to play because this happened right before the 3.30 game. Mm, and um, they don't know what's going on. And they don't know what's going on. Yeah. There's still rumors. And they all they know is that, you know, he, he died. Right. And that was, you know, that was confirmed. And you have these players, you know, crying and, you know, just emotional. And, I mean, I thought they should have canceled the games. I'm glad they canceled Tuesday's game between the Clippers and the Lakers. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just, it's just, it's just really sad. And I just, I don't know, you know, prayers for his wife and his three um, surviving daughters, uh-huh. you know, for them to have to, you know, deal with all that and then them being celebrities right you know everybody's gonna everybody's, hear from them yeah everybody wants them to say something everybody expects them to make a statement everybody's waiting and yeah and i think she finally did make a statement but i was like that lady don't owe anybody anything right. because i mean you wouldn't hear from me i'm sorry yeah you know somebody else can draft a statement a publicist or something because i mean i just you know just thinking about it i just i I can't even imagine, you know, what she's going through or how she's, or or any of them, because her oldest daughter is 17, so she's old enough to know what's going on. But, like, her youngest, they're, like, three and, like, six months. So that baby, you know, she won't ever really know him other than, you know, what she's seen. So it's just really, it's just really sad and, you know, um, and, and, you know, people are trying to do the best way they can. But out of that, one of the things that I thought, you know, was something that good that came out of it is he did an interview and he said that um, he could, if he could have five more girls, he would. He's a girl dad. Mm-hmm. And now girl dad is trending on on Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, Instagram where people are, you know, post dads are posting pictures of them with their daughters because mm-hmm. they're girl dad too and they're proud to be a girl dad. So I just think that's really, you know, people are trying to find ways to cope and, you know, get positive things out there. And the way is the right way. I mean, you know, like you said, with the media, you know, uh, I think, you know, a lot of people kind of agreed it was foul that TMZ broke it so soon, you know, but before his wife even knew, before his wife even known. So imagine having to read about, you know, your loved ones on the news before anybody could actually come and and tell you and and let you know and you know let you at the very least be able to cope or mourn before everybody else versus you know you being informed the same way Joe Blow you know was informed so that was kind of foul and even taking a step further like Kobe is a celebrity, he's world famous, international, everyone knows him, but you still have, what, four other families who lost loved ones, and it's like, that's kind of getting lost in the shuffle of all of this? Initially it was. Initially it was, and people are starting to, again, people with platforms are starting Mm -hmm. to call them out immediately, Yeah, and, you know, I can see, you know... I mean, because it's been on news all week long. Yeah. I mean, every channel. It's everywhere. Every, you know. I had to, like, get off social media because, I mean, it was too it was too emotional. It was too yeah. triggering. Yeah. I was like, I have to take a break. Yeah. So, um, at first, they were, everybody was just Kobe, 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 Kobe. And then you could see everybody made sure to start to mention and the seven other people mm-hmm. involved and, you know, rest, you know, they made sure to add that to it. So, yeah. Again, that's the benefit of, you know, this instant news is that, you know, you get instant feedback. You know, if you put something out, you know, immediately you'll get feedback from it, you know, good or bad. Yeah. So. So, So, yeah. So, you know, definitely prayers out to all of those families and, you know, people have a, a, a strong reaction to this because, you know, our sports heroes are our you know, superheroes. So there's right. a lot of people, you know, who are, are are sad and trying to cope. So, you know, I just say, you know, take care of yourself the the best way you can. Yep. And, and, and mourn however you want to. Yeah. Whatever. It's no right way or no wrong way to mourn. You have to do, people, you know, you what's know, best for you. People get mad on the internet. You don't even know them people. I'm like, that's why it's called empathy. You're empathetic right. to people or sympathetic to people who, sure, I don't know them don't directly, know them but I mean, I can put myself in other people's shoes, yeah. you know, so I can, I can at the very least, 
People just want to be contrarian for contrarian's sake. Well, you know, I I think that they're, I mean, I would assume that their thing is, you know, we are putting these people up on a pedestal and they're just regular people too. So, but it's still sad when regular people die. I I know. You're you're (laughs) absolutely right. But I think, yeah, I think that what they're, again, not to play devil's advocate, devil doesn't need an advocate, Mm -mm. but, you know, it's that they're maybe making the case that, okay, well, you wouldn't. All this love and emotion that you're putting out from Kobe, you know, people die in plane crashes all day and all, you know, all the time. Where's your outpouring of love for them? But, I mean, again, you got to understand that, like you said, uh, these are our superheroes. You know, entertainment is big, you know, so you and, and somebody as big as Kobe, who was the best, yeah. not just somebody player, he was a NBA yeah. player. He was Kobe Bryant, who, yeah. you know, many argue, you know, would, and rightfully so would argue, is he the best to ever do it next to Michael Jordan? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that in and of itself, you know, and the fact that, again, that his yes. second act, he was trying to be a yeah. good dad and he was doing all this other stuff. And, you know, the fact that he was turning out to be a, you know, uh, a, a role model, dude. right? Yeah. In spite of all the issues that he had, you know, of course, you know, people brought up the whole rape thing back in, yeah, you know, they, they try to push it out there, but again, that just goes to show that everybody, everybody's flawed, you know, people have their own struggles, but in the end, you know, you could tell still a person, he was a dad and, and he was striving to be a good, if not great person in spite of, and you know, so, um, you know, so I, you know, I can imagine that people are Morning and rightfully so, and you know there's no right or wrong way, and you know, I mean, do do what you do what you must, and at the same time, you know, um, like the thing with uh, Shaq, you know, he had this big heartfelt um, speech about you know him and Kobe, you know, he wished he was he wished he was there to say some things that he needed to say, you know, because time. Nobody's time is guaranteed, Nobody. so you never know. You know, leaving your house, you never, you're not guaranteed to come back. So you know, the the whole sentiment of making sure you know you you tell your loved ones you love them, mm-hmm. and if you have any ridiculous arguments or beefs or grudges or things mm-hmm. that you know you need to squash, you know, you never know when you get an opportunity to squash it. Don't just assume that oh yeah, well I'll get over it and we'll eventually, you know, you never know. So yeah, you never know. So you know. Just wanted to, to bring that up because that was definitely, you know, something huge that that went on um, this past week. But to a lighter note, um, Google has dropped their uh, Black History ad. So I don't know um, if you guys have seen it, but it's really, it's a really great ad. And so, you know, Google is a search engine. So it basically start with like most search performance. And then I think it's Who's like the a best athlete. Yeah. Most search, you know, search performance speech. speech yeah. Or, most yeah. search mathematician or whatever it is. And it, you know, it goes online where, you know, January is pretty much a wrap. Um, hopefully if we can just get out of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got one more day left. One more day. Nothing else happens. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it's a great way to, to kick off black history month. And to, you know, bring some positivity to, you know, some of the challenging things that we've had go on this week that we mentioned at the top of the show. So I just definitely wanted to to mention that. Um, we'll put the the link in the show notes or you can just Google it. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a really great ad and it. It made my heart happy to to see you know to see it and yeah, see and, all the people that I and you know, ba- love to watch and all that good stuff. Yeah, and basically what it does is it's a, a video clip, and you know the the the, the quotes that it does, and like we mentioned before, it says the most like most searched Pulitzer Prize winner, and it shows all the African Americans who are the most searched for that particular search. So mm-hmm. the search for the most, most search Pulitzer Prize winner is Kendrick Lamar for his album. Damn. Uh, it goes the most, uh, searched, uh, Super Bowl performance. It shows Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. It shows the most, uh, uh, guitar, the most searched guitar solo it's goes Prince. to Prince and the, uh, search for the EGOT winner, John Legend, most search speech. Uh, I have a dream speech, you know, so it kind of, shows all those clips in the search result the the clips are the search result of what people search what for, they're searching for all featuring prominent african-americans in uh american history not just african-american history american, american history. history so yep. 
So cool. So yeah, so just a little positivity. Uh, go and, and take a look and, and get your feels and of some, some good positive uh, happy thoughts after all of the uh-huh. bit of the dumpster fire we've had this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's um, it for the culture. Brother Tech, you got a hookup this week? Yeah, so iOS 13.1. Not, oh, let me bet iOS 13.3.1 just recently dropped yesterday and we're talking about data and we're talking about all the information that we're giving up, you know, with these creature conference like smartphones Mm -hmm. and Apple, you know, they're pretty big on data privacy, but they're not immune to uh, leaking data. So one of the main reasons that I would suggest you update to iOS 13.3.1 is because it does a better job of uh, uh, reducing the amount of location data or gives you the option to better filter or choose what location data that can be shared with the different apps. So um, again, like you said, there's a notification toggle, uh, not notification, a location toggle for iOS users that gives them more control over how their iPhone 11, iPhone 11 Pro or iPhone 11 Max uses location services for ultra wideband service. So this is like, I think 5G that's coming up. So um, uh, this iPhone's UI chip uh, continues to broadcast user location information, even with normal location settings turned off. So even if you in the past were going in and changing your location settings, these newer iPhones will still broadcasting your information even if you had that stuff turned off. So, so even if you turn off it to say never, you know, share use location, my location data or, or per app, like you can go in mm-hmm. the iPhone per app turn. Use select. only only use while you right while the apps open are always or never. So mm-hmm. you can change it based on app. But now this you're saying this update will it'll just be persistent on. Well, it turns it off for this ultra band. Um, wide ultra wideband service that was still on even if you turn that other stuff off so now you can go in now it includes a toggle for this ultra wideband service that you can turn off mm-hmm. so in addition to all the other stuff it adds it for this ultra wideband service so oh, okay. so if you are concerned about data specifically concerned about location tracking definitely want to download iOS 13.1 and iPad OS 13.3.1 in addition it does a couple other things like um, if you've got kids that try to bypass the communication limits, it's got a bug fix for that. It's got a bug fix for um, FaceTime using the rear-facing camera instead of the front-facing ca- uh, the rear-facing camera instead of the front-facing camera. Uh, push notifications, not sending over Wi-Fi, and distorted sound during phone calls over CarPlay. So a bunch of little bug fixes, but the most glaring thing is it lets you turn off location sharing for everything, including this ultra wideband location sharing. So definitely download that. Nice. All right. So please act accordingly um, and do your updates. Yep. Yep. It's, it's meant to help you. It's meant to protect you. So I think that's it for this week, but definitely um, download, rate, and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also hit us up on the social media uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at SnobOSCast. Head over to the website, um, which is SnobOSCast.com. Leave us a comment, suggestions um, on the post on the website, or you can also shoot us an email at SnobOSCast at gmail.com. All right. All I think right. that's it for this week. I think that's it too. All right. Bye. All right, peace.